Welcome to another episode of Pilates Elephants. Today, uh, I want to discuss with my guest, who I'll introduce in a moment, something that I get a lot of, I have a lot of discussions with people about, which is that a lot of Pilates instructors tell me they want to, or they dream of, starting an online on-demand Pilates business. And I think the dream goes something like uh, kicking back on a beach in Costa Rica uh, whilst the the money just rolls into your bank account from all of these people doing your online Pilates sessions that you pre-recorded. My guest today um, has, you know, by and large, created something that does that, um, but or is in the process of creating something that does that. But um, as we'll find out, it's not as easy as it looks. <laughs> and I think um, the, well, in fact, I'm going to, I'm going to, well, I'll share that with my guest in a moment. So my guest is the uh, the one and only Nathan Ross-Reese. Nathan, welcome. Thanks, Raf. Good to see you again, mate. Yeah, good to see you again too. So we've talked about, <clears throat> uh, you know, when you've previously been on the podcast, We've talked about uh, your philosophy, my philosophy of training and how you progress people and add load and stuff like that. What I want to talk about today is more the business side of how you have built uh, this online on-demand platform because uh, we've talked uh, you know, a little about how you give workshops and you've recently given your 100th workshop and you've given workshops in lost count of how many countries, but certainly like a lot, right? Okay. I've seen it in the US, Canada, UK, right across, I've seen it in Switzerland and France and Germany and... Um, yeah, Italy, Denmark, uh, 11 in total, New Zealand, um, Dubai, so UAE, yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, I guess uh, possibly uh, my audience knows you more for your, those workshops. Uh, and obviously guessing on the podcast and your social media. But um, I think what you've done quietly in the background is building up this on-demand platform. So that's what I want to talk about today because um, my view is that the, the, the notion of this kind of passive income where you just kind of sit on a beach in Costa Rica with a you know, cocktail and the, and the money rolls in is, is really a, an illusion. Well, it's not, it's not a real thing. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so, uh, firstly, what is your, what is your online platform? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I think it's a, a, probably a good place to start is the evolution. So the, my first ever online course started when I left full-time employment and I started touring to do my workshops, um, I had so much time, like in the day, that I thought, well, I need to maximise my potential earning opportunity. I need to obviously support myself. Travelling around costs a lot of money, hotels, food every day. So what I decided to do was create a mentor program and I was looking to make it just a live program. So I would run live sessions. People would sign up to like a, a six-week uh, mental program and they join me three times a week and and is this when you were mainly working in australia yeah that's right so it's when i started just running up the east coast and when i started that one uh, i think i had five clients on my first one 
and everyone paid, I think, $660. So that um, was a really good starting point. Um, I was able to be face-to-face with everyone for the entire duration. So I was getting to deliver the content to them. I was getting to discuss things. I was learning what they understood, what they didn't understand. Um, So it was good for me because being able to practice the delivery of the content is really important, you know, if you can articulate it well. Because as soon as you get to the point where you want to record it, you really have to know exactly what you're trying to say. Because when you get to the point of recording it with like proper microphones and lighting and stuff, it costs a lot of money per hour to put that together and production costs and then to get it edited as well. So getting more opportunity to um, articulate the things and your messages before you get to that point, I'd definitely say it's important. But So basically got through the first six weeks. So sorry, I would I just like to unpack that just or just comment on it. I guess is I think that is so that is so true in my experience as well. Is that you know we do a lot of pre-recorded content and breathe. You know we have a lot of static programs, but that each of them has come from extensive live delivery. And so once you've delivered something like you know, dozen scores or even over a hundred times live you know exactly what questions are going to come up at what points, which concepts people are going to struggle with, you know, how you, which things you need to explain in three different ways, etc. what concerns people will have at, at different points. And I, you could translate that to an exercise class where you know, you, you know, after you've delivered a program 50 times to live people, you know which points in the class people are going to struggle, where they're going to get confused in the, in the transitions, where they're going to want to give up, where they're going to, etc. And so you can essentially adjust the program or your encouragement or whatever as you go so that you sort of eliminate those issues before they even begin. So if you know that, you know, at a certain point in the class, when you deliver it live, it doesn't work because people just lose the technique or whatever. It's like, we just leave that bit out for you the next time you teach it, right? And comedians do this all the time. That's Comedians do tours and they test their jokes on audiences, and they keep the ones that get a lot of laughs and throw out the ones that don't get a lot of laughs. By the time they've done this little tour around the little backwater towns, then they come to the big city, and they're only doing the material that really already they know works at that point. And that's when they film their Netflix special, right, with all the proven material. So this is just that exact concept. You hone it live so that when you deliver it pre-recorded, it's already, like, totally tuned, totally dialed in. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. And... From that point, um, I received a lot of feedback about that first offering, things that could be better, things that people would like to have included, and took all the feedback on board and launched it again. And this time I changed the availability that I had for lives, so I put on more lives, which would cater for more time zones, so suiting people in America and England and Australia. I also spaced out the sessions and included, um, I started to record content and build up a library of things that people could access. So the second time I launched it, I think I got 15 people. Um, And fast forward again, so the third time I launched it, um, I decided that building up a recorded library was definitely the way forward. Um, and I really tried to 
just go for pure volume. I thought, well, I'm going to teach as many live sessions as it is humanly possible for me to do. I'm going to advertise as much as possible. I just hit it with like maximum volume and action to see what I could achieve with it. Um, and also put the price up. So the price went up to 900 and ended up getting 27 people on the third This is round. Australian dollars, right? We're talking, yep. Yeah. Um, which was crazy for me at the time. But also then if you looked at my work volume, I was running uh, upwards of 25 plus live sessions a week. And I realized, I was like, hang on a second. This is exactly what I didn't want to do. Like I just, <laughs> I just stopped being an employee and now I'm just an employee to myself, you know, like, and now I have to get up at like, you know, 10 at night or like four in the morning to run it for different countries. Like, oh, I've stuffed up here. So I thought, well, actually this volume is amazing for me to like to get my articulation of these concepts perfectly. So I just recorded everything that I did and then went through uh, and chose the best version of how I instructed it. And I made that into a course, which was completely online, um, because the only thing I wanted to do at that point was to take myself away from the demand of being online all the time, because um, I don't really see being online as better than being in there in real life. Like, I would prefer to teach people in real life than be online. And obviously, it's not going to work that well when you're traveling all the time, because you're not in one location. So... I thought, well, the best thing for me would be, particularly now I'm going between different time zones, is to not be locked into any time to be live and just have everything online. So the switch between that was different because I went from building up with a marketing process to launch at a specific date to having a time in which you could just join at any time. So it, it you almost didn't really have the same fear of loss or that compelling timeline to have people sign up for something so without that it changed my like approach to it like how I'd present it it took a lot more effort to market it um, so all these things are kind of just like upgrading as you go along and if I look at what happened then was that was when I reached the point where you could say potentially I'm having like margaritas on the beach you know because at that point I did have an entire course, which is completely online. I didn't have to do anything. Um, however, the reality is that to continue to market it, you have to be on social media all the time anyway. So there, it doesn't really, like, yeah, I wouldn't be at a physical location. I wouldn't have to teach live classes, but I still have to put in a lot of uh, content creation time and also answering questions and then also to I was dealing with some technology which is kind of new for me so fixing problems like uh, people couldn't get their login details right or something didn't work and then because I didn't know how to do it so then it was a lot of time trying to for me trying to figure out how to make it work so you know um, with a lot of the extra customers comes a lot of extra questions and a lot of extra things to, to solve so yeah, I kind of saw it as a side project that something that I wanted to optimize over time. I never really considered it to be a full-time prospect for me in the future. I just wanted to create something which would help instructors and help studio owners implement systems of teaching which would be more effective at uh, helping clients get results and also be profitable in, in group performer studios. So, so, all right. So, two questions. First question. So, where is you know, give me give us a snapshot of where that online business is at today. And second question is, what's the content of it? So, first question. 
snapshot of where it's at today. Yes. So it's gone today. It's gone through a brand new renovation again. So I've upgraded the platform. So the platform is now on Kajabi, which is nice for the feature of being able to view it from an app. Um, I've gone through uh, a process of recording the content again, um, but this time in studio locations with lighting and sound. Um, redesigned the course uh, so that it covers more bases and it's a little bit more specific to the needs of studio owners as well as the instructors. So if you look at total amount of recorded content now, it's a significant amount. Um, and, what, and what's it priced at and how many, roughly how many people you got doing yeah, it? Yeah, so the current price at the moment is $1,400. Which is, that's Australian, so it's about like 1000 US, yep. roughly. Yeah. Yep. Um, at 60 people at the moment with it. So my goal now with these new upgrades coming through is to improve the experience of them accessing the content so it's more accessible on their phones um there's parts of the content which can be readily used every week in creating classes and then there's other parts of the content that they can dive into which is going to be more about structure and theory and an ongoing learning pathway so it's basically a more comprehensive approach to building it now i'm putting a lot more resources into it because as i was building it before i was like traveling so in between running workshops in real life and getting on planes and driving places, the time I had left over, I'd kind of upgrade and upload. But now I've just got a lot of time dedicated to try and make this thing better and I'm getting a lot of support. So roughly, kind of, sort of, you know, per month, how much are you making from this platform currently? Uh, this platform at the moment, uh, at its peak, was doing between 20 and 30 a month. Um, at That's the moment, 1,000. Yeah. Yep. Um, at the moment, it's scaled back, so it's a, probably around five at the moment. But I see that as I've always seen these things as very. It's amazing how much reality matches your investment. At the times I invested in it the most, it did the best, and it wasn't necessarily because my marketing was significantly better. It was I just put in so many more hours to make the course better, and that somehow translates into making people tell their friends. Yeah, it just makes it better. So um, the sales improve. So that's the process I'm going through now. It's like now it's all about taking all these learnings that I've had from teaching 100 workshops and putting it, refining the process of teaching these to other people into a, an online process, which is accessible, easy for everyone to understand. It's just basically a better version of what I've done in the past. And my goal now is to to pretty much lay this thing out as if it was a certificate, as if you could be certified in it, and then that would be the groundwork for that to be a certificate one day, yeah. Okay, so I want to get to that second question now, but and after that I want to go into, um, I guess, uh, your you know, what you've learned about building a profitable online on-demand platform. <clears throat> so... Yeah, so uh, what is the pr the value proposition of the program? Like, you know, pitch it to me. I'm an instructor, I'm a studio owner. Yep. Why should I pay you $1,400 or 1000 US to, to do this program? Yep. So it's almost like an experiment. Imagine if you spent, I'm speaking to the prospective client, imagine if you spent three years studying the best instructor's 
in Australia um, for between 10 to 20 hours a weekend, uh, teaching in every state, um, analysing people based on high performance, what are the things they're doing, what are the, what's the key elements to how they teach exercises, how they structure classes. Basically, it's like a... a a study of high performance. And when you say high performance, you mean people with full classes. Full classes, sold out classes, people are getting results. So all these things that I'm studying, they're not based on some kind of, some kind of hierarchy of companies or uh, it's more based on on-the-ground, real-life results. Bums on reformers. Yeah, and that can also be reflected in the way the regard these instructors are held by by their fellow instructors within their peers, their influence. People might know them within their state or within a asp- region of their city. If you were to ask who's your favourite instructor, that all point in that direction. So I was like, my biggest mission at the time was, what is it? What are they doing? Why do people react like this? And I just wanted to study every single one of them. So, And, and that's what your system yeah. of progressive overload and, and teaching has come out of. Yeah. And so the premise of this program then is essentially to teach me or the participant in the program, you know, if I'm an instructor and sign up to your program, I, I benefit from the distilled lessons that you've then synthesised into, you know, so I don't have to travel around Australia and do like 500 classes or whatever you did. I can just like watch a video and you go, okay, here's what to do, here's why to do it and here's how to do it. Yeah, everything is broken down into simple practical uh, lessons. Everything has a how and a why attached to it. There's a purpose for everything. Uh, everything's based on simple fitness and training principles too. That's why it makes so much sense and so logical. Uh, a lot of the use of creativity is creativity to achieve better results in the sense that I'm going to be creative with the potential body positions I could be in or the starting position in order to get a better outcome. Um, so I wouldn't say it's creativity for the sake of creativity it's creativity for the sake of being more effective like a lot of things like that because if you have like a training mentor then if you were to look down the lineage of who they learnt from they're going to take their their beliefs their decision making process their strategies their cueing basically their style and their belief system comes from who they learnt from and what I found from travelling around Australia was that I could tell who people learned from based on how they instructed, by the cues they use, by how they set you up. They, everything is so predictable uh, and there's so much pattern recognition once you've seen enough people that it became to the point where I was like, I've got 40, 50 different mentors now. What should I do? I've seen this exercise been taught 10, 20 different ways. How should I teach it? And then as a process of deduction of which one of these strategies would be more effective at getting more clients the best outcomes? So I was prioritising information based on effectiveness for the clients and that became my overarching objective is to simplify the processes and find the most effective way to get results. Right. And so, I mean, basically, as I understand it, your whole methodology and your whole approach is predicated on getting results for clients and results means like the client's progress physically they get stronger they get more flexible like you know they improve yeah objective results that you could do and and because of that as a result of that you have full classes right because clients are like holy crap i've never been this strong in all my life 
I want more of this. And also their friends say, Mary, you know, what are you, what have you been doing? You know, you look amazing, you know, and Mary's like, oh, it's Nathan's Pilates classes. <laughs> so, so they bring their friends, yeah. right? So, so it is, uh, you know, providing results to clients, therefore providing results to the studio, which means full, you know, full classes you know, and full bank account. So, so as an instructor, what I get when I do this program, essentially, I give you $1,400 Australian and you give me the skills to fill my classes with delighted clients with, you know, strong muscles. Yeah, I give you the insights on what things are more important than others to focus on. Um, and is and is, and this is, is this like predicated because i know group reform is your thing right so if i'm if i teach mat work is this for me or is this really it's just reformer yeah uh it's, this is completely niche specific focus the only thing that i care about is that machine and getting people results on it full stop so um and what if i work one-on-one -on -one? does it still work the principles of loading people work the same it's just that um how you the method of delivering the information could be adapted based on a one-on-one -on -one approach um, that you wouldn't necessarily be delivering the information in a strategic way to give the most amount of people what they need. You can just give that person what they need straight away. So, yeah, the the, pro the approaches that I teach people, they're going to work whether it's group classes or one-on-one, -on -one, but I think the important part of that is they'll work when it's group classes because that's the zone in which... Um, I wanted to be the most effective in because I personally, when I first started in fitness, I was like, I want to be a personal trainer. That was my first goal. And then I became one. I was like, oh, this is not that. Personally, it wasn't that fun for me because the energy exchange, it wasn't as exciting. And often in those situations, people can kind of use her as like a, a personal um, psychologist, psychologist yeah. that <laughs> tell you their problems and you get to know them really well. But it's almost like the workout becomes secondary and they just want to tell you everything. So what I found was teaching group classes was an incredible energy exchange because if you can build the atmosphere up and build connection, all of a sudden it's like playing in front of a, a stadium of people, you know, and it's very empowering and, and invigorating to teach 10, 15, 20 people. So being effective in that environment was the only environment that I really wanted to focus on, yeah. So, the, you know, this is for you, dear listener, uh, so I think the principle here is know who you're, if you're putting together an online on-demand platform, don't just whack up a bunch of Pilates classes. Know who you are serving and what specific result you're delivering for that person. Are you helping middle-aged women overcome back pain? Are you helping golfers improve their game? Are you you know, helping someone double their core strength in six weeks, like what specific result are you providing for people and deliver, you know, deliver that result. And I think that's that's probably the number one thing, mistake I see people make when they try and do an online on-demand platform is they just go, oh, I'll just whack up a bunch of Pilates classes. Here's a beginner's class. Here's an advanced class. Here's an open level class. Here's a props class. Here's a, and it's like there's no intention behind it of – delivering a there's no coherent intention between all of these classes are designed to achieve this one result you know and we if we, we start you at the beginner classes if you're a beginner but they're all heading to all roads lead to rome you know all roads lead to you achieving this result and that's the promise of the program and you give me your money and in exchange you get this 
very clearly defined result. And in your case of your program, Nathan, it's full, you know, full clients with cl- full classes of clients who get great results. Yeah. Right. That's what that's what the person who participates in your program gets in exchange for their money. That's right. And the, these theories have been tested in every in like the volume of locations. Like if you look at the play, the amount of studios I've taught in, the amount of states I've taught in, the amount of countries I've taught in, everything runs off the same principles. And it doesn't even matter if they un- do they speak the same language as me, as long as I understand their relationship between their body their body mass, their body length, and the reformer, and uh, I can adjust it for them. I can get results for everybody everywhere. So right. Yeah. So I think I think just to round that out. I mean, I think this is such a great um, point, and I want to get onto you know your sort of what you've learned in building this from a commercial standpoint. But I think that you know this is the biggest thing, you know, dear listener, <laughs> that you know, know your audience, know your market know the problem that you solve for those people you know so if we could articulate problem that you solve like for you nathan it's just the inverse right so if i want clients with results and full classes well the problem is clients not getting results and not full classes right so so if i'm if i'm a group reformer instructor and my classes are not full and my clients are not getting great results consistently this program's for me Right, and and if I'm not that, then this program is not for me. If I'm a mat work instructor, if I teach on the Cadillac, if I'm a personal trainer, if I work with kettlebells, like this is program is not going to help me, right? Because it only helps that specific person achieve that specific result, and because it's very specific, it can deliver that result much more reliably because you know exactly the journey someone's got to go on in order to get to the end point of that goal. Yes, the the way I looked at building this course, I wanted to, I know that. If you look at fitness certification in general, you could say that people can do a certificate in a kettlebell or a certificate in using um, TRX. TRX or all these different pieces of equipment. They usually come with some kind of program where you can be certified in. And I haven't seen anywhere yet, and this is a part of my goal, is just to provide simply a reformer certification, which tells you exactly how the machine works based on fitness principles and gives you effective strategies to train people with it. That would be universally uh, easily to understand, which isn't really based in any style or ideology. It's purely based on how it works. Simple, effective. That's it. That's the purpose of me building this program too, is to kind of move in that direction where you could get a personal trainer. They understand how to load the body. And then all they need to know is how the reformer works and they can do it. So it's kind of going to bridge that gap between these different worlds because I see the reformer as a form of resistance training to strengthen people. So that's when I look at it in, in an objective way. That's how I make decisions. Yeah. So that's why I think it it has the potential to be significant in the future because it's going to be able to help people that already have an understanding of how to train people Use that machine better. Mm. So, all right, let's move on to, you know, some of the, the business lessons that you've learned. You know, you said you never saw this as a, you know, you always saw this as kind of a side project, yep. right? But at 20000 a month, that's, I mean, you know, probably Warren Buffett would consider that a side profit project. But um, a lot of people would consider that, like incredible money 
and you know worthy of a full time career. <laughs> you know, like two hundred twenty thousand a month yeah. is two hundred forty thousand a year. That's a quarter of a million a year, right? And sure, you've got a few people um, wanting your help with logging in and whatever, but it's like, you know, for a quarter of a million of a year, you can probably, you know, put up with a couple of hours a week of helping people find their login. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you could hire someone to do that for you. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, so yeah, so do you still consider this like a just a side project? I consider this a important tool now for the future uh, as I move towards opening a studio I want this to be the fundamental training program which is going to bring the team together with a unified purpose that everyone understands the goal everyone understands the method the, the strategies from that platform we'll be able to achieve fantastic studio consistency and everyone will be on the same mission that's the course is now going to serve that objective in the meantime before the studio opens I still want to enable everybody to have access to it uh, and get the benefit for it from it. However, as soon as we start to kick off and open up studios, I don't know whether I'll still have it available to everybody. Mm, it'll be proprietary information. It's interesting to me, uh, this decision, I don't want to spend too long on this because I want to stay stick with the online thing, but like a well-run studio can make about a quarter of a million a year in profit. A lot more moving parts to a well-run studio than to a on-demand platform i mean you could do a quarter million a year with this platform with just like you and a virtual assistant in the philippines and like the other 200 and 200 thousand years all profit right? whereas to run a to run a studio at a quarter of a million profit you've got to generate seven hundred and fifty thousand or eight hundred thousand a year in revenue and you have a team of 10 or 12 people and rostering and tax and you know all the rest of it you know, so a lot more complexity, uh, probably business partners as well. And, you know, so just a lot more, a lot more balls in the air. So what's the attraction to you of a studio uh, compared to this? You get the ability to have a real impact in changing people's lives when you can be the one implementing these things in real life. Like as much as I can give people the systems which will help them, it still relies on them using them the way they were intended to be used. Uh, I don't really get to see that happening. So it doesn't really bring me the same sense of, of fulfillment as knowing that we've got locations that are doing that. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And of course the studio is expandable, right? So that's 250000 for one unit. So yeah. you open a second, third, fifth, tenth, whatever, you can multiply that. Plus I still love to teach and I love to have locations and I love to have a team of instructors that I can mentor and support. Uh, I feel that I've kind of already lived that life which I aspired to, which was traveling and training, and I had the freedom of not being anywhere and making money. It's really cool until you get like, okay, what do I do now? So I already f I feel like if I was to continue down the path of just trying to create an incredible online service which was making huge profits, cool, but I'm still disconnected from the thing I actually love to do the most, which is real life. I like to be in, there in real life, and uh, I love mentoring people in real life and I love training in real life. So to, to me, I think it would be more fulfilling to pursue the direction. And not to say that we can't keep on opening these services up and potentially make them more effective and help more people in the future. But I, I think it would just also bring in a greater sense of accomplishment. You know, if we were to open up a hundred, a thousand studios, everyone 
using these strategies to help people, that's a lot of people that you can really help. You know, it's a lot of clients you can train. It's a lot of instructors, which are really um, providing support and encouragement for. And and also I want to have a little bit of an impact in in the way things are done because I can only have so much impact when I offer advice. But if it's a bit more of an ownership of the, of the scenario and I can guide the way things are done um, because basically I've been observing how everyone else does it for a long time so now I just want to kind of get in there you know yeah so that uh, if you look at it potentially financially or logically it doesn't seem to make sense this is more of an emotional decision I just really <laughs> like it <laughs> I just want to do it yeah uh, and I've got you know got some pretty exciting visions of what could happen in the future but I another th- thought is that I pursued that version of myself as far as I could take it. I've achieved everything I want to achieve in that in that space. And this is a new field where I'm basically starting at ground zero and there's already people out there that have been doing it way longer than me. So now it's exciting to be competitive in a different space. So there's that. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Tell me about how you get somebody to pay $1,400 for an on-demand training program uh, because I think that's the second thing that a lot of people struggle with when they're trying to put something like this together first thing like we said is they don't they don't have a clear intentionality around who they help and what they help them achieve the second thing is they just kind of whack it out there and they say hey everyone here's my online platform but you know it's like well how do you bridge that gap to to then have people wanting to pay you money for it I just believe that you need to have evidence that would support your claims so if i was saying hey everybody i've got a program that can guarantee results but i'd never taught outside of one studio and i'd never taught workshops how would you better better know if that was i knew what i was talking about you know like um if i didn't have the runs on the board and didn't have the relationships and the the kind of the respect of all the different instructors and owners in my journey, how would anyone have heard about me? It's just kind of like to to just launch a course without having any kind of real life uh, evidence. I think that that would be pretty tough to do. That like uh, to me, I always I the first person I wanted to prove it to was myself. Really, I was like. If I can do all this and if I can train in these locations and if I, if I can sell out classes everywhere I go, that tells me that what I'm doing is right and that's going to give me the desire to to share this and back it up with the belief that, hey, I've done it and it works. This is why it works. You know, to, to, to fail a lot to figure out why it works and then to, to create it, um, that's like, yeah, the real life aspect of it, which is what gave me the confidence to, to create it. And I think when it comes to presenting that in an online space, I do create a lot of content, which I'm basically for providing for free and people get to try that stuff out. And for a potential customer, if you get to try out these different exercise ideas, you get to hear these different uh, ideas articulated in a way which makes it more simple and easy to understand. If every time you've interacted with some, some piece of content online and it worked and it made sense, at some point you're going to go, do you know what? I reckon I'm going to buy that because everything up until this point has worked. So you kind of build trust 
right. Yeah, with so how you the, deliver. the success or the willingness of people to pay you premium prices for this training is a consequence of the trust that you've earned by delivering value in advance and also by just demonstrating that you can actually do the thing that you're teaching them to do, yeah. right? Just by doing it hundreds of times yourself uh, in public, it becomes a lot less risky for them to hand over their money because they're like, okay, well, I've seen Nathan do this literally like 250 times, <laughs> so I know he can do it. <laughs> so I feel much more comfortable that when I give this money to Nathan, I'm going to, he's going to actually teach me how to do that thing. Like I, he knows how to do it. I've seen him do it. And also he taught me some free stuff on Instagram and it was really cool and it helped me teach better. Yep. So I've got a high degree of confidence that this is going to deliver. And so I think that's the, that's the, that's the key ingredient is the, it's basically the risk, right? So when, when I sign up for a program, it's like, well, if, if you could literally guarantee me that I would achieve the result, like I don't mean like a money back guarantee, I mean like a hundred percent certainty that I would achieve that result, mm-hmm. right? Well, of course, you know, if, if you're telling me like I can make an extra hundred thousand dollars this year in my studio by filling up my classes, by paying you $1,400, it's like, well, that's a complete no brainer. You know, yep. <laughs> I, I'd, you know, how many, how many times can I sign up for this program would be the question I'd ask. So the, the, the gap between people signing up for it and not signing up for it is their degree of certainty that it's going to deliver the result, right. right? And so you increase that certainty by you know, copious amounts of demonstration that you can deliver the result yep. and then also showing them that they can achieve the result by you giving them value in advance. You know, hey, try this exercise in class. Hey, try this concept about loading in class. Oh, that really made a difference. My clients come up to me and said, that was the most awesome class you've ever taught me. Um, and so then they're like, oh, well, this shit really works. <laughs> I'm confident to give Nathan my money now because I believe I'm going to get what he promised. That's right. It's an investment because if you do gain these insights and all of a sudden you can fill out classes now, that thing pays for itself really quick. Yeah. Plus, and then some obviously into the future. So the... Uh, the process for me to gain these insights was just a a journey of uh, watching and teaching with different people and I'm trying to figure out exactly why it worked, why it didn't work uh, and for who. But after you kind of, you've seen enough people in enough locations, it's really, really clear what's working and why. And um, the beauty of it all is the simplicity of it and, yeah, keeping things objective and simple is is the way forward um i just yeah that also what it does do is it gives you an incredible amount of confidence like if to any instructor could i feel very easily relate to this journey because when you first start teaching you're basically like having a heart attack you know like your heart's pounding you're forgetting words you're forgetting exercises you're self-conscious you're like oh no do they like me do i fit into the studio um there's a lot of like worry uh, and then over time as you get better, as your competence goes up, your confidence improves but you've reached a certain level now in that space. If we were to take you and put you in a different space, you're going to be starting again. You know, you're, 
you're in a studio with different expectations. You've got some instructors in there that are like really high performers and the clients have a really strong bias to them. How can you step into that space and be successful? I thought, well, how about I just do that in real life, put myself in every different studio environment and see if I can come out still selling out classes everywhere. So I know what it feels like to be uncomfortable and that was something that I sought out. I was like, I'm going to teach on any t- any schedule, morning, night, lunchtime, I don't care. I'm going to teach in any studio. Give me a couple of weeks, I'm going to sell these classes out. And that was my mindset. So and if I could continually do that, then that just fed the belief that the things that I was wor- doing were working. And if I couldn't do it, that meant I hadn't learned enough yet to figure that out. So that was the only thing I cared about. And I just kept on scaling that up. I was like, can I do it? in different states can I do it in different countries you know and you do it somewhere you don't speak the language yeah that's it I was like what's the next thing which makes you uncomfortable let's try that uh, and if I couldn't do it find someone who could watch how they did it learn the lessons from them and implement that into my teaching strategies and it's just like continually growing and absorbing new information to f- try and get to that point where that's why I feel like now you could you could drop me you could blindfold me chuck me in a plane and drop me into any studio in the world right now and i can teach the shit out of that class mm. that's right. the confidence i feel so yeah. if we translate that and i'm you know i'm transposing this into a, a different musical key here because the the i think that the, the listener to this program is somebody who doesn't want to necessarily teach teachers they want to teach clients yep. right so they want to be really good in fact maybe they should do your course um, they want to be really good at teaching clients, but they want to maybe they want to build a like an on-demand platform for clients, yep. right? So that they have you know the the listeners to this program, if they want to build an on-demand platform, they need to firstly you know know who they serve and what result they provide for those people. Are you helping people with their golf swing? Are you helping people overcome back pain? Are you helping people you know improve their CrossFit game? Are you helping people lose weight? Are you helping people you know whatever it might be, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have to do that a fuckload of times with a wide variety of your target audience. So if you help, you know, people overcome back pain, well, you need to do it with women, with men, with older people, with younger people, with more athletic people, with more sedentary people, with people who've had back pain for 20 years, people who've just had back pain in the last two weeks, you know, people who've never done Pilates before, people who've been doing Pilates for a decade, you know, so you've seen every possible permutation of that journey and you've figured out how to eliminate or iron out most of the wrinkles out of that process so you know like, okay, I don't care who walks into my studio, if you've got back pain, you know, give me six weeks and I'll get you pain free, mm. you know, nine times out of ten, yep. right? I've worked out the, the, the sequence of things, the process is going to work for the largest number of people the largest number of times and know how to customise it, you know, in certain ways to maximise that result. And once you've been through that journey yourself and you've like, you know, done the reps. Well, in doing the reps, you've developed this program that's like now you can actually make a program for online that actually works because it's like here's, I've refined this, I've ironed out all of the fluff. But, so, but second thing, it's much easier to sell it because you've got like a thousand people that you've helped, <laughs> right? And they all, you know, they all tell their friends and you go, hey, you know how I worked with you in person. Well, I've now got this online program. Do you know anyone who might be interested? And they're like, oh, I've got my friend who's in the, you know, 50 miles away and can't come and see you in person, but they'd love to get rid of their back pain, yep. right? So, bam, that's when that's when you've already earned the trust that people will recommend it to their friends and people can see that you actually know how to achieve what you 
promise because you actually know how to achieve yep. what you're promising. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you basically are the, the shortcut to the, the solution. Because you've done all yeah. the trial and error experimentation yourself and figured out, okay, yeah, here's, here's actually what works. And it's like, great, I'm just going to now give you the answer. <laughs> you don't have to do, you don't have to figure it out and troubleshoot it yourself. Yeah. So the, this wasn't my intention when I first started. My intention when I first started was just to sell out classes. That was it. Uh, and then after a certain period of time, if you could do that consistently, people start to ask you, what are you doing? And then if you, that happens a lot, people start to ask if you run workshops. And if that happens a lot, you just do a lot of them. And then if that happens a lot, then you end up, people start to ask you, can you provide any other information to help us do that? And then it almost organically you get these people asking you for the thing you're doing because they see you doing it. So I think that's a really good indication that you're ready to move on to that next level is when you've got people already asking you about it. Yeah, that, that's something that I experience in my business as well. And it's funny, I mean, I've probably had to learn this lesson about four or five times so far. Uh, I hope I've now learned it, but, you know, we'll wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny how as humans we often, like, we don't get the message first time around? Um, it, sta- it starts off, though, like a little tap on the shoulder, then it turns into a punch on the shoulder, then it turns into being, like, hit by a car and then hit by a truck. <laughs> it just gets, like, bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, so when, we're, you know, we, we release programs at Breathe Education and, you know, sometimes they do really well and sometimes they don't do really well. And I'd say more often than not they don't do really well. Because, like, you know, you have some ideas, throw some stuff up against the wall, see if it sticks. Most of it doesn't stick. You know, some things stick. And then the plan is keep doing more of the things that are working and stop doing the things that aren't working. So some of those, a lot of those programs we kill off after a while. It's like, yeah, this wasn't really working, so we're just going to stop it. Uh, and then you double down on the things that are working. So, uh, you know, there are things that, uh, but like you say, people, people start asking you, for the thing and you're like I don't even have a product (laughs) for you right and people are like oh can you help me with this thing and you're like well no I I mean I could sit down with you and help you with you know one on one but it's like that's not scalable so no I actually don't have a product to sell you and that's when you start thinking like oh yeah I think I need a product that solves this problem and and so and the way you get people asking can you help me with x is you just go and help a shitload of people right and provide value And then people start coming to you and saying, oh, can you solve this sort of next problem for me? And so I'll give you an example of that in our business is I have a lot of people, I would say a couple of times a week, I have people approach me on social media and or emailing me or sending me messages in Slack and saying, oh, I want to become an educator. You know, what's the next step to becoming an educator? I'm like, well, you know, we hire people once every two years. Um, and we've got a really long list of people who want to work for us. So you could wait a couple of years and then apply and have a one in 200 chance of getting the job. Um, but beyond that, I don't really have any advice. I don't have anything I can give to you, right? There's no way I can help. I mean, I could sit down and give you some advice, but but it's like I can't give you a job or any kind of career progression or anything like that because um, we don't have we don't have a job to give, to give people. Uh, and so it's like after, you know, the 50th or 100th or whatever person – ask me that, I'm like, mm, I think we need to do something to help these, <laughs> these people. And so we're starting this new uh, mentor affiliate program. And uh, I don't want to go in, into that program here, but it's like, um, you know, we we haven't yet kicked it off. So the success or failure is still unknown at this point. Um, but I did a single post on social media, like 
literally one slide on social media and I've got like over 60 applicants already <laughs> for the program. Yeah, so. uh, the, uh, the way you explained it to me earlier today, I couldn't see anything about it which wouldn't work, to be honest. Uh, I thought the process and the, the idea was very uh, effective in the short and the long term and good at providing outcomes for a lot of people. Um, so I'm not sure if anyone's done that strategy before, but I'd like it. I like it a lot. But yeah, but I think the principle is, like you say, become so good that people start asking you, like, how do, how do you do that? You know, can you teach me how to do that? Yep. You know, how do I do that? <laughs> right? And that's when you're like, oh, I better make a product to teach you how to do that. That's it. That's it. And the better your product is at getting results, the the better it will sell. Uh, I think that's a that's an interesting conclusion we've stumbled across today that just be the thing first, you know, right. and then when the results are real, people talk anyway. It's only a matter of time then before there's enough people that are asking for something and then you can custom build it, yeah. All right, so um, the the life hack, the shortcut to uh, sitting on a beach sipping margaritas while you make passive income from your on-demand platform is spend a, spend a few years honing your skills with yeah, massive action, yeah, huge, huge numbers of reps of doing the thing that you want to help people do until you're just so good that at you – Yeah, at your own expense. So until you're so good that you know that they could just airdrop you into any random country at any random time of day and you could just do the thing, yep. right? Um, and then you're like, okay, I don't care who comes to me. I can help them with this, with this situation. And people start saying to you, how the heck do you do that? You know, like, can you teach me? And that's when you can just go, oh, by the way, I've got an on-demand platform. They're like, okay, I'll buy it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I think that's pretty cool because the more proof you have, to get proof, you actually have to put yourself in these environments first. You have to be in these different classes and you have to be teaching in different locations and and you have to be able to get the feedback after the class. Everyone's like, oh, my God, I love that, you know that has to be so normal for you that's just every time you know so it's it's going to be related to your performance you know if you're a high performer and that's normal for you to be a high performer it gets noticed it gets noticed really um but if the journey to becoming a high performer it doesn't really it's not a glamorous journey per se like the amount of money i spent traveling um like you know flying over from tasmania to different states in australia Hotels, rental cars, food on my weekends, um, sitting in rooms watching people teach for hours a day, training in classes, basically everything. And if I did actually teach with other people too, but I did that for free because I wanted to get their feedback. So I was pretty much had like a second job, which was completely unpaid, which was trying to be better at my first job. Um, and people didn't really see that. Like you, people probably might not even know that. It might just have randomly popped up on your feed one day. And you're like, oh, here's this dude running around teaching classes. But it's like an iceberg. They don't really see the hours that went into it and the failure that went into it. Um, so, yeah, I would have spent between easily between twenty to $25,000 and a couple of years just going around and training with people, studying. Right, and you had... You know, and you know, like we've said, you had the intention in that of getting better at doing a specific thing, mm -hmm. right? Filling a group reformer class, 
by getting people results yeah. in the class. Yeah. And so it wasn't just like a general kind of vague, like become a better teacher. It was like specifically become a better teacher who can get outstanding results for their clients and their clients just flock back in droves. Like that's what being a better teacher meant in your definition, yeah. right? In group reformer. Right. And the best way to do that is to go and see these high performers in their environment. Like that's the ultimate, I think. If you've got someone who's like known throughout the country or throughout the state as being great, go there, see that, do their classes, do a couple back-to-back, um, ask them why they did it. And, and of course, when you do multiple classes with someone, you get to see what are the common things they do. Like like when, when I listen to Stevie Ray Vaughan, um, one of my favourite guitarists, you know, he's an incredibly, like, virtuoso performer. You know, just like, he does things on the guitar. You just think, how is that humanly possible? Then you hear him, like, you know, you listen to a lot of his stuff and you realise, like, he's got these licks that he does in every solo. He plays the same little passage. It's like, this stuff is not just completely spontaneous that he's, you know, doing. It's like, no, he's got those little patterns that he does and you know the next note he's going to play because he always does it in every solo. Whether it's a fast song, slow song, it's still the same. And and you start when you start doing um, someone's class back to back or doing multiple classes with the same person, you start to know, so yeah, they they always do that thing, mm. you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's a system of delivering information. Um, they've got strategies in which they're, they're doing things. Uh, all these things are fascinating to me. Um, at the start, when you're brand new at instructing, like you don't really kind of have the processing power to notice because everything's new, right. you know. But after you've been around for a little bit and you um, and you sit down and watch someone who's great, it's it's a shame to me actually that we only really do shadow teaching or we only do observation at the start. When we're, at when the we're start, the we don't know anything. We can't really appreciate it when, because when you, you don't have the frame of reference, right? Yeah. Like if you're listening, if you're watching someone's class, and you're like, oh, they always do this thing. It's like, well, how do you know that that's unique to them? Yeah. And it's like everyone else doesn't do that thing. But if you've seen like 20 people's classes and you're like, oh, this person always does this thing. I've never seen anyone do that. Yep. You know, that's weird. It's you so know? much more ex- yeah. interesting to watch someone when you already know what the subject matter mm-hmm. and you've experienced it enough yourself. So when you see them make decisions, I think that's the reason why people love watching elite sport and elite video games. It's because they play video games or they play sport and they want to see someone do it at the highest level. Then if you're an instructor and you go and watch someone who's a, a really renowned instructor, it's going to be fascinating for you to see the little things that they do, the body position, the tone of voice, how they set things up, how long you're in an exercise for. Like those things, you're like, oh, that's interesting they do that. I wonder why they do that. And if you do that with like a 100 different instructors, you're going to be like, oh, wow, there's a lot of things here which they seem to do. And they don't know what each other do, but they all seem to do it a certain way for a certain reason because they've kind of – came across the the effectiveness in their own method yeah yeah and i think that's i mean that's a beef that i have with uh pilates workshop education you know in general broadly is that it's about like hey here's these 101 new exercises it's like if you know like 40 50 exercises you don't need a lot more exercise what you need to what you need in my view is to be like really fucking good at delivering those exercises for the right, you know, for a broad range of people to deliver a specific result and, you know, cater to everybody in the room. And I've, I did an episode on this called the 80, 20 of Pilates switching where I think like you only need like 40 or 50 exercises as long as you've got a balanced workout, you know, that works the whole body. Um, 
having 500 exercises is probably not a lot better than having 40 exercises. So rather than going to a workshop, dear listener, that's like 101 uses for the fitness circle or, you know, five new never before seen exercises on the whatever, like go and watch someone who's really popular teacher just watch them teach the exercises you already know how to teach and see what they're doing that's different to what you're doing. Because that's basically everything that that they could teach you, they're doing it. They're doing it. They're already doing it. So it's like getting (laughs) free 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 workshop. Free masterclass, free workshop when you actually see them do it. And you know, like they know they're good and they know people want to know what they do and they put on a show. They're Mm, like, Yeah, check mm, this out, mm. check this out, check this out. I know know when I was teaching full time, I always teach better when I have someone watching. Always. (laughs) Always. <laughs> I've got a point for the, the thing you're talking about, you know, the 500 different exercise thing. I think you could look at exercises like a, like a tree. There's like foundational movements that can branch off into different variations of the same thing. If you know how to do the basics, then everything else is just a variation of that. Agreed. So if that's why knowing the basics is so important. Yeah, and the basics are just yeah, basic movement patterns like plank, lunge, press, pull, you know, back bend, forward bend. Yeah. And and it's like, okay, if you think about, okay, lunge, lunge with a twist, lunge with a hinge, lunge with a bicep curl, it's like, yeah, it's all a lunge, dude. Like, it's a lunge, right? So everything else is just icing. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, sure, there's it's great to have like a million and one variations of that in your back pocket, but at the core – the fundamental passion of a lunge is you want to load the hip of the front leg or you want to load the hip of the, the, the rear leg, depending on how you, you know, where, where you're putting it. Um, and so, you know, a deep, you know, gut level understanding of how to apply load to that body part yep. in that movement, that is like 99% of the skill that of that exercise and, and whether you do bicep curls or tricep extensions or whatever with this like that's like icing yeah it's uh it's the idea i think is that you want any of those extra movement patterns to contribute to achieving the outcome of the exercise right. not to like distract from it and to contribute to them would be to to add them into the movement pattern in the body position which would fatigue that muscle group more right so, so it comes back to why are you doing the yeah. the, the movement and how, you know, what factors within that movement in terms of body lean or foot position or spring tension or whatever are going to contribute to that that outcome, right? And then the, the bicep curls or the whatever yeah. just become one of those factors. that you, So it's it really becomes subsumed within your purpose and intention for that movement, right? So like saying like, no, I know how to teach a lunge, right? Well, yes, okay, if you know, you know, there's levels to knowing how to teach a lunge. And, you know, but the basic level is like, okay, your foot goes here, your arms go here, press the carriage out. And then, you know, master level, level 999 is like, okay, if we move your foot in half an inch forward, (laughs) that makes it harder, right? (laughs) Or if we lean your torso half an inch forward, that makes it harder. Or, you know, if we hold the bicep curls at the bottom, or if we reach your arms out in front of you, that makes it even harder, you know? So all of those little nuances arise from your your core understanding of what's happening in that movement and why you're loading you know, how you're loading that body part in that movement right and then it's so rather than going and learning like 101 ways to do a lunge learn like what the fuck are we trying to do with a lunge <laughs> and why is it important and 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 what are the principles of how to 
scale that up or down so you can suit it for different people and then it becomes obvious to you, you go, oh we could do a bicep curl we could do a tricep we could do that but you understand why you're doing that and what effect it has on loading the the target muscle group or body part for that exercise i mean i'm you know i'm speaking to the choir here obviously but uh, so yeah, so this is my beef. It's like, and when I say you only need forty or fifty exercises, I mean I think that's being generous. Like if you think like you know lunge, plank, whatever, add those exercises. There's probably like I run out of ideas after about twelve movements. I think <laughs> so. I'll be like, okay, well if you really wanted to add in some like fancy stuff, like I don't know, put in some twists and some cat stretch and some well, whatever. <laughs> really, what it is, it's the same movements but just in different positions on the machine. Right. So right. you could do a lunge. You know, if you're saying. At least four different positions you could put your body weight on the floor, the box, the platform, or the carriage. Right, same right. moving pattern, same spring. So if you know how to do a lunge, that means you'll be able to do it in all of those positions. So that's why it comes down to fundamentals. Because if you don't understand how to do a lunge, putting in different positions is not going to really help you that much. Like hundred percent. And dear listener, if you want a further extrapolation on that concept, go back like way back in the midst of time. There's an episode I recorded with Heath called "There Are Only Three Exercises in the World and Cat Stretch is Two of Them." <laughs> and that's basically about this concept that there's just a very small number of, of foundational movement patterns and if you understand how to do that movement pattern like in a profound way of like what are we loading and how, you know, what are the principles that influence how that happens if you can flip it upside down sideways back to front foot on the carriage foot on the platform foot on the floor foot on the whatever and it's like you just figure out the variables to you know to apply load to that to that body part alright so the the secret to building a successful on-demand online platform are, number one, know what you help people achieve, like who you help and what you help them achieve. Like don't just whack up classes, <laughs> right? Put up, I mean, the equivalent for you would be if you just put up like, hey, I'm going to put up workshops, right? It's not like about any, oh, there's a workshop about fitness circle and there's a workshop about spring choice and there's a workshop about, stretching it's like just unrelated things right so there's no coherence there's no there's no you should be able to articulate what what you help people do in a really clear succinct statement i help you fill your classes with clients who are super strong you know something like that uh, or i help you fix your back pain i help you fix your golf swing i help you do the splits i help you whatever it is that's going to help you in this market because there's so many people out there that are offering classes generic classes. so like well yeah. why would someone pick your classes if you're relatively unknown compared to someone who's been around for like 15 years and has got a massive brand well, you've got pilates anytime i mean yeah. it's literally like 12 us dollars a month yeah something like that, last time I checked, might be 19 now, I don't know, but it's like, it's, it's a pittance, right? It's less than a coffee a day, yeah. <laughs> right? And you can do literally thousands of classes with you know, probably hundreds of the world's best instructors, right? So for like 80 cents a day, right? So why would I sign up for your thing, you know, for it's like I'd be crazy to and they've got like professional lighting, professional camera, backdrops, music. So it's you know. about the outcome you can deliver. Right. So, but Pilates Anytime doesn't promise me an outcome, right? It, the outcome they promise me is I've got 10,000 Pilates classes to choose from, right? Well, that's great. But what if my goal is I want to do the splits, yeah. right? They can't necessarily help me. Like there might be a couple of classes in there that are about flexibility, but they don't have a program called, okay, can't touch your toes, we'll get you to the splits in 12 weeks or whatever. Like they don't have that type of outcome-driven program. And so if you have something like that, you're no longer competing with Pilates anytime. Yeah. 
because you're not offering generic Pilates classes of which yours just aren't as good as one talk by Brooks in whatever, or whatever way. Like you might not have the resources to provide the kind of lighting and the and the editing, but your classes might be just as good or better. But often people will perceive like the the setup as indication of the quality too. So right, yeah. and and also I mean it's just the number, right? I mean if I get ten thousand classes for eighty cents a day, mm. it's like it's like that's hard to beat, yeah. right? <laughs> I think another thing we could add in is the uh, developing a personal brand and building trust uh, by offering content which is valuable for free consistently over time. That's going to build your your audience will find you because they're going to resonate with the message that you have. So knowing what the message is that you want to give to the world and being consistent and articulating that really well, people are just going to gravitate towards you because of that. So... Um, it kind of starts from you because what the message you put out there, the people will come back to you with the same belief. So, And you refine what that message is by helping people live a fuckload of times and just getting super clear. So you start with a 500-word explanation of what you do and you can refine it down to five words by the end. Yeah. And that's what philosophy is, really. It's like they've found the most succinct way to say something that has the, the most meaning. Like that, that doesn't happen by accident. And that takes a lot of effort to kind of like, like a sculpture, you just take it, pieces off it until it's done, you know. Right. And, and you get there by just doing the reps, right? By the time you've explained yourself for the 500th time, it's like you've, you've cut out all of the fluff that, that doesn't add value to that, that explanation. And it's just like, yeah, I will help you fix your back pain in six weeks. Or, or whatever your thing is that you help people. Yeah, and if it's the thing that you love the most, then how cool is that? Because that's what you do, spend your time thinking and talking about it, you know? So that's why I don't think you should try too much about trying to create something which would sell. Just do something that you love and know everything you can about it, study it, you know? Because enthusiasm is going to take you a long way too. Um, you know, if you look at how hard people work, everyone works hard. But people that are obsessed about something, they work harder because they love it because it's not they don't perceive it as hard work. It's just what they do. So that's the advantage that you need to have if you're going to create some kind of content consistently. It's not because you have to do it or because that's what the, the market wants. It's because you just fucking love it so much that that's all you think about. And then you just happen to be good at it now and people want to know about it. I think going down that direction rather than trying to be too corporate with making decisions, be more emotional about it what you spend your time doing. And you probably find yourself randomly thinking about stuff anyway. What is it? What do you like? You know, learn more about that. That's the only reason I'd, I ended up making this course. I was just fascinated about what made people awesome at teaching. And I was like, oh, how cool would it be if I could always sell out classes? And I was like, well, it's just like a big question in my mind. You know, what is it? How do I do it? And it's to answer that question now. The answer to that question is... Is the Reformer in, Academy. In, in the Academy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like everything that I've ever learnt right there. So it's pretty cool, yeah. I, was, I feel excited about it because it's just so... It's so nice to take a little pause and to consider how far you've come in your own journey because it wasn't that long ago. I was just like a, a random instructor no one had ever heard of before and I couldn't feel a class even if I wanted to. So, yeah. If you, yeah, just study the things that you love and it'll take you a long way. Good talk. Yeah. Oh, man, that felt cathartic, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I hope everyone found that helpful. And, and yeah, the Reformer Academy is going through a huge upgrade at the moment. So by the time we get to December, it'll be relaunched again. Um, yeah, so this episode, uh, we're recording it late November. It'll probably air kind of early 
you know, second week of December, something like that-ish. So uh, by the time you're listening to this, dear listener, the Reformer Academy is probably version, what are we up in version four now? Version five? Yeah, version five. Version yep. five is now live. Uh, and I will pop a link in the show notes to if you want to check that out. Um, and only if you want to be like a fantastically popular and effective group reformer instructor. Um, and if you don't want that, then don't worry about it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, thanks for your time, mate. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Nathan. After two exercise science degrees and over a decade and a half of reading research daily, I've condensed all the current science on rehab into a program called the Clinical Exercise Specialist Rehabilitation. Inside the program, I'll teach you to do three things. One, deeply understand how the body works. Two, confidently and expertly rehab literally any client. And three, get results for your clients. So ultimately, your clients tell their friends and you become known as the go-to expert in your area. This program is completely unlike any education you've done before, even if you've studied with us before, because of the way we've built the learning design. It's an online, flexible, skill-based learning program, which means you keep doing the skills under supervision until you're good at them. It's more of a mentorship model than a traditional course model. So rather than rushing through the content and having sort of one go at everything, you actually just practice live and we give you feedback and guidance and we dialogue and explore concepts together until you're highly skilled and confident. We just keep working the material until you get it. It's not rushed at all. It's not about ticking off the content. It's about engaging, practicing and applying it until you own it. This is a life-changing program, not some weekend certification. I've put my heart and soul into building this, and I can't wait to share it with you and help you discover your genius for anatomy and rehab. Now, because of the highly interactive nature of this program, we're only taking on 12 students worldwide. The program starts on March the 1st, and the first 12 qualified people to apply will be allowed to enroll. So if you're interested in learning more, click the link in the show notes and download the course guide or go to breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification menu in uh, link in the top menu. That's breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification link in the top menu.